is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of July 15th, 2018. This is the road to 2020. And this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. And this week, we're getting closer to the game than ever before, guys. This is episode 24. Exclusive content. And this week, we're back, guys. Back where uh, in our normal setting last week, we uh, I ventured out to the West Coast there, Bryant, because we were, I guess, making our plans for you to go try out at the L.A. tryouts, right, over there in Whittier, where all the girls are prettier. <laughs> uh, was, I, was I supposed to try out? I know we talked about it. I thought we passed on all that, though. Oh, yeah, and I think we, we actually offered all of our listeners to try out on us, and we'd pay the fee. And that, that offer still stands. If you want to DM us, at XFL Show on Twitter, uh, we'll pay your fee for the AAF tryouts, which I guess was, what, near $200, Bryant? If you do it on time, I think it was like two twenty, two thirty. If you do it after uh, August first, and that yeah, that's as long as you're not moving, also, and you have to change cities. So it could become very pricey. Well, this week there was some interesting things uh, tweeted out by the XFL, and and the AAF had some very big news when it comes to how their pay and players will be structured and their draft will be structured. But before we get to all that. Jake, how are you, and what did you notice on social media this week? Because I know you're very active. What stuck out to you? Yeah, social media this week, and I think it's going to be most of this episode, uh, kind of a continuation from last week. It's going to be all about the money. We were talking, speculating, actually two weeks ago, I think, because last week was our big overtime episode. Is that right? Yes. Yes, where we determined that there would be uh, – what was our official overtime? I think I already forget. No, it was uh, from the 10-yard line. Yes. Yeah, it was, I thought it was a headbutting going, competition. Going, going for two every time. <laughs> headbutting competition, yes. It was if, a, if, it went to, if it was still a tie after three overtimes, I think it was who could spin a plate's longest on a stick. <laughs> that would be very 2001 XFL. Uh, it, it goes to the cheerleaders for the fourth overtime. <laughs> and the talent show. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, you're right. This week it is all about the money. Let's get into the news. The Alliance of American Football revealed that their contracts are going to be three-year contracts worth $250,000, which over the three-year span is a little bit more than what the XFL is going to do per year. The XFL will do $75,000 per year, which Oliver Luck said a few weeks ago, and that equals out to about $225,000 over three years. So the Alliance of American Football paying players a little bit more, and they are also going to involve the NFL indirectly, Bryant. But before we talk about the relationship and what players can do when it comes to the NFL, what do you think about that? A little bit extra pay if you play in the AAF versus the XFL, although the XFL did not cap their players' salaries. It sounds like AAF players' salaries will be capped. 
Well, yeah, and I think you're gonna you're gonna find those marquee players that you want are gonna demand more than seventy five or seventy eight point three 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 thousand dollars a year. Uh, XFL's giving themselves a little wiggle room here. I don't know if the AAF did that themselves. Yeah, the XFL said you know the more marquee players will make more, but the base salary is seventy five thousand dollars. So interesting, interesting when it comes to financials, but. The best part about this, I think, is that the AAF is going to let players go to the NFL. Players in the Alliance of American Football can go to the NFL and leave their three-year contracts to go to the big leagues. Essentially, Jake, making the AAF a minor league system for the NFL. Again, I would not go that far. You've been a a big advocate for that. I, I don't see it as a minor league system. Sure, they're allowing them to go to the NFL. But if they're in the AAF in the first place, do they really have a shot at going back to the NFL? Well, Bill Paul, you know, a position oh, player takes an injury. Well, Jake, you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. We, uh, long, uh, sorry, excuse me, Alan and I went back and we did the LA Extreme episode, I believe, back in our archives. There was a good amount of players that were in the XFL that went to the NFL and actually did some things. There was plenty of players who played three, four, five years, uh, Super Bowl championships. There is there's going to be an amount of players that are going to come from either one of these leagues, the AAF or the XFL, and actually make it to the NFL just by sheer exposure. I'm sure there are. I mean, you look at you know the most the most prolific XFL star in Tommy Maddox. You know, but played in the NFL, started for a number of years. But you got to remember, there's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL. There were last year. There's going to be next year. There's going to be in two years. So of course they could be taking a shot. Uh, with someone from the AAF or the XFL even coming up. Bill Polian, the co-founder of the Alliance of American Football, said that they don't know if players' rights will revert back to the AAF after the three-year deals or if you know their rights will stay with a team or what whenever they go to the NFL, if they could come back. They're, that's very similar to the CFL. The CFL will get the rights of players who aren't even really in the league in case they do join the league, but... Bill Polian did mention that there will be a, quote, state of the industry, health insurance policy, and education stipend for any player who plays a full year for the AAF. So there are a lot of incentives here, too. You're, you're going to get the right medical treatment in this league. You're going to get educational options. You're going to get a pretty solid base pay, and you're going to have a very awesome opportunity to actually make it to the NFL. This is a minor league, guys. Whether you like it or not, the AAF is situating itself to be a, a – I guess when when you call it a minor league, it's not going to be like how baseball has minor league teams where they're gimmicky and silly. This is going to be a higher-end kind of minor league, one that's going to position itself as a legitimate professional organization, but – will consciously know that it is not the NFL at the same time. Is that even possible? Can you do good business without with, with you know claiming to the public that you know you're not the big dog in the yard? Well, you don't really need to say you're not the big dog in the yard. I if there, you know, I don't think anybody out there is going to think either the AAF or the XFL is going to overtake the NFL even if the first couple years, if they both even go that long. So you don't need to proclaim, you know, don't get out the big number two foam fingers quite yet. But it's <laughs> they, surely they could exist between each other. Well, here you go. For all of our wrestling fans listening to the show today, 
Jake, is this is this true? This SAT style question. Uh, AAF is to NFL as Ring of Honor is to WWE. Uh, I mean, clearly they're not going to be the number one. I don't think they're going to have, I don't think there's going to be that much talent that the NFL is going to be, uh, you know, quote unquote, stealing. I don't think they're going to be raiding and pillaging through the AAF locker room. Well, let, let's see, because a lot came out also about the AAF's draft structure and how teams are going to be assembled. Bill Polian said, each of our teams will have at least five colleges who players become theirs, four designated NFL teams, and a CFL team that is assigned to each of the teams, meaning that all the AAF teams will have dibs on certain players that attended certain colleges first before the other AAF teams and NFL squads. And there are going to be NFL players in this league because they are going to raid all the people that are cut in September when the NFL whittles their rosters from 90 to 53 men rosters. There will be talent on these rosters, Jake. I'm not doubting that, but I this mean... This will be the next level. Those guys that were on the cusp of making NFL rosters are all going to be in the AAF. Uh, come perhaps, September. To, perhaps to make a better analogy, the AAF is going to be the impact wrestling to the <laughs> NFL's WWE. That's not but bad you either. Know what? Neither one of those promotions allow their players to break contracts and go, or I'm sorry, their wrestlers to break contracts and go to the WWE. So there's that. As long as they've got them buttoned up in a deal, you're right about that. Well, Bill Polian tried to lay this out. If that was confusing how we laid that out for you, uh, how, you know, these are going to be regional. So, for instance, say you're the Birmingham Alliance team, you get a certain amount of colleges in that region, you get the dibs on those players first. And we're not even talking about players directly out of college, but players who attended those colleges. So if you're the Birmingham team, that means you get first dibs on players that played for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And Bill Polian put it this way. If the Birmingham team sees or has Trent Richardson, we think that will be something that would be a significant gate attraction. You definitely know that Alabama fans, people in that state, are going to go want to watch one of the great Crimson Tide running backs go play football. You know, even though it's later on in his years, he's maybe not as good. Maybe he got a, a little bit more uh, junk in the trunk these days, Jake. That's still going to attract fans, and the same goes for other regions. You might have a, a Southern Cal player that people for the San Diego team are going to go want to go see. Or maybe uh, a Utah Ute great is going to be playing there in Salt Lake City. Very smart and wise decision, I think, to really give dibs on these these regional players, the regional talent to these teams. It's smart business. I I agree with that. And already because of this news, I put Birmingham as as the favorite in the inaugural season. Easily. (laughs) They're going to get all that SEC talent. Well, there is the the Memphis team. There is the Memphis team too. So the, the you know, you got Tennessee region and Orlando's got a lot of Florida talent available to it. So but you I, I gotta believe, right? The Birmingham team, they're the they're they should get they should be able to uh, venture off to some LSU players too. Well don't they only get five? I thought it was five colleges or up to five colleges. I, I guess maybe I didn't understand that part of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he said I, let me let me look at this quote again. At least five At least colleges. Five. And four designated <laughs> NFL teams. 
do you get to trade the rights of a of a college as part of like a trade, right? You know, so An you entire have college. <laughs> well, meaning we'll like give... if I have Alabama and you have USC, and as part of this deal, we're going to swap for the year twenty twenty seven. We'll give you we'll give you Bama if you give us SC at UCLA. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, kind of thing like this. Does that become a tradable? I don't know. I mean, we don't know. That's a great idea. I think that definitely should be something that could be uh, considered. J.K. McKay, the head of football operations for the AAF, spoke to ProFootballTalk.com this week, and he said, quote, you want to keep local kids home where you can. It creates fan interest. Our Birmingham team, well, they keep giving the Birmingham as an example because Alabama and Auburn players are going to draw some interest, no doubt. And players in September – when the NFL goes from 90 to 53, you're going to see a lot of familiar names thrown into that AAF pool. The question I have, though, is they haven't really clarified whether those players need to try out come these tryouts that are that are going to be happening during the summer. I, I highly doubt that. If they're already on an NFL practice squad or, or training camp roster, uh, I think they'll probably just have, you know, that's already another avenue to get to the AAF besides these tryouts that, once again, all of our listeners are able to try out for just DM us at XFL Show on Twitter. <laughs> and Brian, I, I, I don't know if we're willing to pay your way for this anymore because I, I heard that Vince may put a bounty on your head because, you know, he's, he's got a little heat with you if you enter into these tryouts. <laughs> I don't know what I did with Vince. I thought we were on speaking terms. I mean, well, that's, I, I, that's what you thought. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'll give the AAF credit. They have some sort of structure, whatever it ends up being towards the end or what it is in three years from now. Who knows? But they do have some sense of what they want to do. I'm not too comfortable with them. I mean, they're, they're showing their hand, right? They, they want to be a place where players who don't make the NFL can play football. I think the XFL wants to do that, but they have other um, uh, expectations of their own league to do more than just that. The AAF I mean, has the rules in place. To, everybody oh, ahead, wants Jake. to rummage through the garbage, you know, through the NFL's garbage. And you might find half a bologna sandwich, and you might just find the peach pit. You don't know. Which one's the good part of that? Just curious. Uh, it depends how old the peach pit is. I mean, I'm pretty sure most of the NFL scraps are going to be enough to make a solid meal for the AAF to – get the proper nourishment, and last, they have their rules in place. They have a TV deal. They have their their team structure in place. They have their training camp roster dates all set, and they even have that structure set. 75 players will be on training camp rosters, and then 50 players on regular season rosters. All eight – this is interesting. This seems like Little League to me. Remember Little <laughs> League when the very beginning, right before the season would start – Coaches would pick players. Everybody goes to the one training camp. You show all the coaches at once what you got, and then you go You go to your separate teams. That's what this is going to be. The AF will have all eight teams at a joint training camp at the same location come January, and then that camp will be broken separately into their home cities before kickoff on February 9th. I think that's pretty cool <laughs> and definitely should be televised, and hopefully we get some fights. Well, you know what? It worked for uh, the <laughs> Mean Machine in um, what was that football movie with that? A longest Yard, right? They, they they just bring everybody in, give them grades, and let's see what happens. You know what? Better yet, let's just line everybody shortest to tallest, and then everybody would just go one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight, one, two, three. Yes. 
Well, I don't think they're picking teams there. I think the teams will already be set because that's happening in uh, September, October, I believe, with the draft. But the AAF, man, they have their stuff together. We know the pay of the players. We know pretty much everything. It's just now wait and see who lands on what team. And I just can't wait to see what that Michael Vick offense looks like with him as the offensive coordinator. Do you guys have a team you're rooting for yet in the AAF? Uh, I'm waiting for team names, to be 100% honest. Uh, since I don't have a local affiliate and I'm not a big San Diego guy, I was down there a couple weeks ago. It's like a different state to me. Uh, I, I'm going to wait for team names. And if they don't choose a name and they, everything's just alliance of whatever, then I'm probably just not going to be a fan. How about you, Jake? Yeah, I, I think i got to see the logos and the team colors. That, that That's going to be very important to me. Again, I, I don't have, you know, I don't have a dog in this race, but from what I heard, you know, I, I think I, I might just, you know, go with Memphis or Birmingham, you know, just to try to get the lead. I'm Orlando all the way. Old ball coach. Can how how can you root against Steve Spurrier? I'm 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 rooting hard for the Orlando Alliance, the Orlando Spurriers, Spurriers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, that's my team. I don't care what colors they wear. Uh, unless they're purple and black, then we'll have to we'll have to reassess that. Though uh, that's the Alliance of American Football news this week. But once again, I think the XFL outdid him because th- th- I don't know whether or not they wanted this to leak or not. But apparently, one of those iPads that was sent to one of the thirty cities uh, that was the the video on that iPad was revealed this week when the Harris County Houston Sports Authority had a Twitter video leak from a Fox affiliate member, Mark Berman of Fox 26 in Houston, uh, put out this video. It looks apparently it's a sports authority meeting where they're talking about the Final Four coming to Houston, and then they're talking about the XFL's bid to come to Houston, and we get a glimpse and, more importantly, a listen to the audio that was sent to the city of Houston, and we're going to play it right now. This is uh, live audio from a meeting, so it's not the best, but you will hear what the XFL actually sent to the city of Houston. Here you go. With us in Boston to present for the next round of Final Four, 23 through 26 is what they're getting out uh, because we have World Cup in 26, hopefully, and because we have the college football playoffs in 24, the years that we will be um, trying to bring home is 23 and 25. We also uh, just um, put a bid in for the XFL, so Houston would like to um, be part of that. And Houston, Texas, 713, the XFL is back. Yeah, get your game based on in the Bayou City. This is Houston, Texas, so you know stay pretty. Got athletes, they're ready to compete. And with our bands on the beat, we just can't be beat. Cause it's coming in clutch and we'll never give up. Man, Pepper King Harvey wasn't even enough. There's too many of us when the whole town's standing. All of my historians are one big family. So come on and get down with the culture. Working hard, getting job done, we're supposed to. Nothing but love, even if we don't know ya. Come and get a hug if you ever feel lonesome. On the bright patch, pass trap and action. Pass us the ball and we'll make it happen. Setting goals, baby, let's believe we attacked and we're tracing the bag in the form of a tactic. Now Houston stand up, this is the end of all of us. No, it isn't random, we're way too big with the whole town standing. 
never underestimate the heart of the shit. It's the XFL in Houston. XFL, let's do this. XFL in Houston. Put your hands together, get down with the movement. XFL in Houston. XFL, let's do this. XFL in Houston. Put your hands together, get down with the movement. <laughs> Explosions. Oh, man. The XFL selling themselves to Houston, who apparently want it, with some 1990s-style rap. We're the XFL, and we're here to say that we want to be in Houston in the worst way. What do you guys think? Uh, now, does this mean that they made some type of song for every city that these iPads went out, or they just did it for the major markets? I... I don't like, know. Do you think somebody took the time to make a, a rap for Dover, Delaware? <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, was, was it specific to you know to the uh, the demographic of people? Uh, like, that's did, possible. Did, you, did, did so Tennessee you think... get a Chet Atkins style song? <laughs> I don't know. Nothing else is leaked. Would you think Houston? I mean, that's a very diverse city, so. I think all of them were probably 1990s style rap, which is what the initial XFL announcement had. And what are the kids was... like today? Uh, they <laughs> like the rap. <laughs> Move your hands side to side. Say XFL. XFL in Houston. That was that was tremendous. Can can 1990s rap get the XFL in any city it wants, Bryant? Los Angeles, 100%. Especially if they want to play in like the Coliseum or something like that. They totally could uh, hit it with that. Uh, very interesting pitch. I don't think any of us, if we sat here, we, we sat here for a whole day and we said, what are on those damn iPads? I don't think one of us would have been like, oh, a rap song about how they really want to be in the city that you're in. Spyware. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, so it, it's, it's clever. It was interesting. Uh, I had to listen to it a few times to really understand what was going on, but Hey, you know what? If the XFL, I, I wonder where this pitch compares to what the AAF had to do. I I, I don't know. What, <laughs> I guess I, I don't know what I've never been pitched before on something like this before. So I don't know if this is normal either. I mean, it could be. You got to think. <laughs> is that what like people, the kinds of people on these on these sports authority boards, on these city councils, is that what wins them over these days? Is like corny, corny raps. <laughs> no, oh, no, it's no, really, no. it's a fresh, it's a fresh league. It's 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 hip, yet it's very conscious about the culture. Oh, and it said things about our city. And if you want to see the video, we retweeted it out. Uh, the video has a lot of images of Houston sports greatness. Now, Alan, what would you think? You know, at your day job, if you, if you were looking to hire somebody, and and instead of getting their resume, and they just sent you like a DVD with a rap on it about why they would be good to work at your business. If it's like that, where it's coherent rap and it's uh, pretty squeaky clean, I definitely would consider them. That's very catchy. If they get me humming that, which I've been humming that for two days now, the XFL in Houston, it, it gets in your brain. You know what? Maybe it's like a whole psychological thing. Maybe the, maybe, Maybe we're not giving the XFL enough credit that they were playing on uh, Broca and all sorts of you know brain activity, and they know what neurons that w- they could get fired up with certain uh, rhymes there. I, that's very catchy tune, 
And apparently the XFL is going to be in Houston now. Yeah, that, that sounds really in depth. I think you might be thinking too much about that. But uh, yeah, we got a little hint at you know what what we're on these iPads. You got to think, you know, New York. They got a maybe they got a, a yeah jazz standard. You know, no, like, Jay Z. Oh, Jay Z. <laughs> what y'all really want? <laughs> XFL. <laughs> Oh, that's DMX. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you think uh, Qatar submitted something very similar when they were bidding for the World Cup to FIFA? <laughs> um, no, I think it was just an iPad full of uh, accept our PayPal uh, payment, press accept, <laughs> and that's all they had to do. This is very different, or it was just a bag of cash. This is uh, really cool. I, I hope more of these leak out, and you're right, Jake. I want to see what you know, Knoxville, Tennessee got. You got football, but no one is good. Why not bring the XFL to your hood? Maybe some old Dolly Parton. I don't know. It's definitely possible. We'll have to see if more of these leak. (laughs) Bring the XFL to your city today. All right. I've had enough fun for singing these (laughs) XFL songs. Look for my XFL parody album coming out next week um exclusive content the other interesting thing from the xfl this week on twitter at xfl 2020 they tweeted out asking would you be interested in hearing the communication between coaches quarterbacks or defensive captains during xfl games if so how should that type of exclusive content be offered first off bryant would you be interested in that what level of Patreon would this have to be? I mean, uh, I would in a way, but I just feel like it also involves parts of the game that are always been secrets. I love, and I know you guys are all with me, those NFL videos that come out like Tuesday or Wednesday that just show everything right there. There's Everybody's mic'd up. You hear all the, the gridiron after the game. I'm fine with that. I don't know if you really want to expose your players, your coaches, the game, the scheme of the game during the game. So I think – you kind of want to maybe uh, bring that back a little bit. I mean, too much. you guys can uh, let me know if you remember any of this, but I, you know, at least I think I remember whenever uh, the arena football league, they were on TNN. I thought they did this, you know, where you could, you could hear everything live on air. You could hear the, uh, you know, what the coaches were saying to halftime. And I think in theory, it sounds cool, but uh, you know, it, it, it got old pretty pretty fast. So I would well, vote against this. I I'm all for this, and I'm all for this in the same way. It's kind of already being done right now, and it's very innovative this year. Can you guys take a quick stab at what I'm going to be talking about right now? What league I'm going to talk about that I always bring up that you guys aren't on board yet watching every week like I do? Well, I mean, you're always telling us you're watching, you know, John ROH, TNA, ESPN Plus. Yeah, the Canadian Football League, guys. They're doing this. It's amazing. And they even – this is the best part, which you have to do. They put a disclaimer before the game starts and coming back from every commercial. Live mic game. Viewer discretion advised. There might be language that is questionable. And they – along the audio you hear during the entire game is the live field microphones – that are on the entire time. They're not going to it and coming back. They're just on and the announcers. Now, this isn't the communication between coaches, quarterbacks, and defensive captains, but that's a very awesome innovative innovation I think the XFL could utilize. But when it comes to this, 
actual plays and communication between the players and the coaches, it seems a little invasive. You know NASCAR does this, and we get to hear that on on the big broadcast nowadays, but back in the day, that used to be like you could pay to hear the Dale Earnhardt Jr. feed the entire race once upon a time. Yeah, or, you know, if you were there and you had the right headphones and, and radio on, you could yeah. hear exactly what was being said, you know, completely uncensored. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking maybe for app broadcasts, if they could have, you know, different uh, different audio channels that you can pick what you wanted to hear, uh, you know, that, that might be worth something. But if it's going to cost too much, then, you know, don't worry about it. So yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna give this kind of communication away, would you put that on the regular televised broadcast, or would you put that behind a paywall on, say, an XFL app? I mean, you have to you you can't just put it on television. I mean, that's for well, I think you might want to try it on on television, like that. You know, stupid no, no. cam idea they did. No network is going to allow broadcasting on just regular antenna television or even satellite TV of language language that is probably not going to be heard uh, well, I mean, I'm sorry, taken well by children, families, things like that. If you give people access to it you know, and go out and make them go out of their way to find it a the little CFL's bit. CFL's doing I it. Okay. I just, I was watching the game tonight. I heard I heard a, channel? a line. I'm just uh, curious. TS, TSN in Canada. TSN which is like their ESPN, which also With airs T- on the ESPN T- Plus four, app here five. in America. TSN 5, 6? No, this, is, this is on TSN 1, which also airs the World Cup. I don't think it's a, the, the foul, naughty language that's going to be said. I, I think that's uh, really – is that a competitive disadvantage at all? I, know, I mean, we know the Patriots hear everything these pl- teams are putting out in the NFL, but should fans be allowed to hear that broadcasted? Does that hurt the teams at all when it comes to, I don't know, this the gamesmanship of football and keeping, you know, everything close to the vest? I just find it weird that if you find out that somebody, you know, has a weakness in some sort of their coverage and you let that out, then they're going to fix that weakness in the middle of the game. So I don't know how this works. Maybe it does work in the CFL and all kudos to them for figuring it out. But to me, it just seems like it wouldn't work. Yeah, I don't know about that. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't pay exclusively for that. But if that was a part of an app that, say, they they charge four ninety nine for the XFL app plus or the premium version, and that includes, I guess, uh, headset communications, but also maybe specialty shows that you can only get on the app. Hey, how about you put an XFL podcast on the XFL app? XFL, just saying. You know, that's like an idea. Supplemental content gives li- people something to go after and, and and people who really love your, your product maybe also you put the gambling behind a paywall if you want to bet live on the games you have to pay a monthly fee to be able to have the opportunity to do so i think all of that could go into an xfl app that people would download to be a part of the action and to get more out of the product i mean, I mean somebody chat me up about why why gambling would need to go through the xfl app the XFL can control it. They can get their own pro, uh, or, provider, or what, what so they can get be to go through the app versus just you know your uh, what we presume to be a legal state gambling. Well, I mean, not every state's available for gambling, so I don't know how that would work that, anyway. Yeah, and also uh-huh. the XFL could reach a deal with, say, like FanDuel, who could would pay a ton of money to be the official 
you know, provider of the of the of all gambling, live gambling on the XFL app. And you can do different kinds of bets exclusively on the XFL app than you would at say some local casino in a play, in a state where sports betting is allowed. They could get a little more innovative, and they can you know it could be a direct bet live there. And who knows? Like they said, maybe you could call a player too. Maybe some, you could win prizes. It could be. Uh, a whole kind of basically an, an interactive casino where you can earn points and win tickets to XFL games. It can, there's a ton of things they can do with that, but also incorporating other features. I think this exclusive content question they asked does goes far beyond headset communications. Really, XFL, if you want to listen to the fans, that's like the last thing we want from you. We want more things like specialty shows. What about this? Why, why not buck the, the traditional press conference that teams have where we get all the details for that week, you know, like college football and the NFL do? What if all of that is, is brought to the public but via an official team podcast hosted by a coach and or player? How amazing would that be? You sit down, They sit down for an hour. They do all the, not the BS they would do, but in maybe a more comfortable setting where they could be a little bit looser and a little bit more personable. We could learn a lot more about these players and coaches. I mean, it, it, it'd be a nice way to digest that instead of, you know, just, just watching the, uh, you know, what the short clips that your local, your local news station thinks is worth, is worth playing. I, I don't think you'd want to do that right after the game. I think you might want to do it the next day and then, uh, you know, how, how much are the players going to remember the next day? You know, and the other thing too is, is the XFL has to realize that with eight teams, you're not branching out very far in terms of local uh, team support, right? So you have eight markets, everybody around them are going to enjoy it. But how do you get to be nationwide in terms of getting interest nationwide? You want to bring in those uh, betting things. You want to bring in fantasy. You want to bring in everything that you can to get other people interested in your product. You know, I mean, I, I live in Los Angeles. We spent 20 plus years without a football team. Every Sunday, people were watching football. And that's because there's other reasons to enjoy football. And I think the XFL has to find something that's going to bring interest from all the other cities in this country that are not those eight. Yeah. And when you're talking about the reasons to get people interested in, exclusive content where you what where on that list are you putting headset communications Uh, again it's not something that yeah i feel i think you can get close to a game without having to hear headset communications so i don't know if i'd put that at the very top of the list um but your player interaction right getting pre-game uh uh, meetings and pre-game you know pep talks whatever you're doing before after during the game is great I think things like that, just little snippets are fine. You don't really have to get into the nitty gritty of every single play. You know, I mean, sometimes you want to know why that coach did this or why that player went left instead of right, whatever. Uh, But sometimes too much is too much. And then you don't even actually enjoy the game. Like you said, an inside the NFL, inside the XFL type of show, maybe later on after the week's games where you see all that, that's always awesome. People love that. But I'm all for like the old XFL stuff too that had that was exclusive to the XFL locker room access. Um, you know, you can get more more video and interviews with players. Maybe maybe they do a whole hard knocks type of show, but with all the teams, just follow them with cameras all year long, but maybe less in your face like the old XFL was. 
I don't know. Here's what I would love more than anything. I'd like to hear the ref communications. If there's a channel where I can Ooh. hear what the referees are saying, I, I would love to. I would love. I would pay five ninety nine for that, just so yeah, that I know what's up, yeah. so that I know that everything's on the up and up too with these refs. But with these I, simpler rules, is it? Are they going to have much to to talk about? <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. With the new <laughs> simple rules, we might not even need that. Just the quality of the play. That's true. Jake, that's a very good point. Um, if you could pick one, let's leave it at this, the one piece of exclusive content you would pay a premium for or that you think the XFL absolutely needs to provide us, what piece of exclusive content is that? Like access to a, to live games or, or specialty shows? What is it you want to see, Jake? I, I would pay for a live helmet cam for one player from each time, team. Yeah. You know, the NHL does that for free, I think, on the NBC app for their game of the week. No, no, well, it's I not mean, a like helmet a, cam. That's, a, I, I, that's just the camera that yeah, follows I mean, one like, player. Like, like a referee cam. Oh, okay. Like wow, like a GoPro. Yes. You know, oh, duct wow. tape a, a, a camcorder to somebody's helmet. It's pretty cool. I don't know if I'd pay for that, but I think that'd be something that they should consider. How about you, Bryant? An exclusive content idea. Um,. Ooh, you know, I think I would want uh, the ref communication is probably the best one we've said on the show today. Um, I, I don't know, maybe real time, you know, reporting on the sidelines where people are actually interviewing players rather than just you know communicating what they thought they heard. Something like that could be kind of cool. I'd I'd like that, where you ask a player what what did he thought on that last play instead of waiting until after the game. Oh, instead of hearing someone saying, I spoke with Trent Richardson about that run he made, it's actually an interview with Trent Richardson about that run he made live during the game, kind of like how baseball will interview a manager live during a game. Yeah, but, I mean, actually a player of significance that just happened, you know, just got off the field from a, you know, from a a play sequence. Yeah, Trent Richardson after he scored a touchdown because we all can't wait to see Trent Richardson playing football again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he was the example. One of the all-time busts. But love that from the AAF. Uh, yeah, there's all sorts of exclusive content the XFL could provide. The one thing, if you're listening to us, XFL, I think we all can agree as football fans, uh, keep that price point low, free if possible, uh, and give us uh, all these ideas. We'd welcome them. Uh, just don't piss your coaches and players off like you did back in 2001. I don't need to be seeing the announcers feuding with the coaches this time around, Jake. Oh, I I don't know about that. That could make for some interesting TV. (laughs) Save it for the reality show. Um, Yeah, that's it for this week's show, though. The exclusive content is a great idea. Who knows what they actually provide, but it's just another thing to consider on this road to 2020. The AAF hasn't even really come out with anything like that yet guys they're all about the football aspects of of everything so far the xfl's kind of all over the place but once again they have more time to do this engage their audience the aaf is just going right after it anything left for this week guys or anything a glimpse into what next week holds hey when are you going down to whittier do we i forget the dates for that august Bryant. 4th uh-huh. I, I did submit my press credential. I don't know if I'm actually going to get one. We'll see. But I'll be down there regardless. 
and I'm gonna try to get a snippet of information from somebody else. outside the gates, just trying to get anything you can. At yes. the Football AF Tryouts, the Alliance of American Football Tryouts. Yeah, we will be there, whether we get a credential or not, dang it. Um, next week on our show, uh, we are going to do an entire 30 minutes of XFL raps and sing songs, right, Jake? You're going to bring the guitar? <laughs> that's that's the plan right now. Awesome. That sounds good to me. Or, you know, we'll just talk about whatever news leaks as well with the AAF and the XFL Anything you left it left though, guys? Before we get out of here, I'm I'm starting to think of what kind of exclusive content we can provide our listeners going forward. Ooh, that sounds like a good idea. You know what? How about we do the XFL thing here and ask them if you want any kind of specialty shows from us. If you want to hear a show about I don't know a certain topic, always always open to your suggestions. Hit us up at XFL Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. The website, this is the XFL show.com. For Bryant and Jake, I'm Alan. We will see you next week. This has been the XFL Show. <laughs>